new quality standard. <laughs> Michael and the Bear. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up in the world. Yeah. Dude, come on. Keyword crypto. I've, Keyword I've crypto. Officially, I think I think the Michael and the Bear URL is now officially up for sale. So if anybody wants yeah. that, yeah, if you know what Michael and the Bear means, then you're an OG fan. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword crypto, the skeptical voice in the wacky world of crypto land, and it is definitely wacky right now with all the CSW stuff, the Craig now, Wright, Craig yeah, Satoshi have, Wright stuff. I have not been. I mean, I've been following it, but I haven't been. I haven't been reading enough. Like I don't I don't know enough to talk about what's going on. I can just talk about the craziness that we see. As I'm fascinated by it. This is the reason that I love crypto. It's it's not it's not the tech. I don't love the tech. I don't love the money. <laughs> I love the drama. <laughs> I'm in it for the drama. Um, really fast. Hold on, hold on. Hey everyone, this is Keyword Crypto. I'm Michael, that's JJ, and we are here to talk about crypto so you don't get robbed. Like we kind of have in the past. <laughs> right. And we're talking I, about Craig Wright today. Speaking of getting robbed. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he robbed exactly. his partner when they invented Bitcoin. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like Satoshi robbed his partner. He's claiming to be Satoshi. So he's admitting that he robbed his partner. <laughs> so is- I don't, I'm not sure like, because pretty much the only feedback I get about this is on Twitter. So I mean, I don't know how much people understand what this what this uh, court outcome means, right? It's like oh no, they don't have any idea. Well, it's it's like he is he is now court ordered to pay half a million Bitcoin bitcoins to his co-founding partner in Bitcoin. Which, if he does pay them, then that will pretty much validate him as one of the creators of crypto which he claims he is and everybody in the world seems to like not believe yeah. right yeah like i mean it's 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 pretty unanimous except for bsv fans that uh that he is a fraud right that is the thing is craig wright is a fraud yeah and so so you know, you hear people like Peter McCormick say, like, "Yeah, this is all a farce because Craig Wright is not—he does not have the Bitcoin. He doesn't have it. So he's lying about everything. This is not. This is not going to make any sense. And the and fact that—and and they don't know that. They really—they literally have zero idea if that's true or not. They just believe that. And the fact that, like, it's basically the estate." of the person who is deceased. It is Dave Kleiman's family yeah. saying, well, if you are the creator of Bitcoin, then you owe us half of those Bitcoin. So here's what happened. Dave Kleiman was one of the people who helped create Bitcoin with Satoshi. We know that. He was in the early stages and and his family believes that he deserves his estate. He passed away and they believe that he was robbed of... There's a million Bitcoin in the original address. Yes, he, Satoshi kept a million Bitcoin for himself. Yeah, and they believe that he has right to half of that as one of the people who helped more or less create. So, you know, it was Satoshi's vision. 
but he didn't build it all himself. He just put the white paper out there, put out some ideas and, and people started working on it. And Kleiman was one of the, one of the very first people. And so the judge has ruled that yes, he d- is deserving of half of that million Bitcoin. So now Craig Wright claiming to be Satoshi has to take out 500,000 Bitcoin from that address and send it to Dave Clemens family. But this is like the only person who actually knows whether Craig Wright is Satoshi or not, or part of the Satoshi family would be himself. Like Dave, Dave Kleiman is dead. So yeah, Dave, Dave's family is going, Oh, well you're claiming to be Satoshi. So therefore you owe us half of that stash. Yes. So it's just completely fucked up. I mean, it's like, it's actually twisted. I mean, it's, it's disrespecting, a deceased person it's it is like it's it's playing games really is what it is and and so far everything that craig wright does seems to be a lie yeah i mean i and i'm somebody who is open to the idea that he actually is uh one of the creators of bitcoin i'm open to it i because i like where that story goes oh yeah <laughs> I think it's fascinating like, you i could care less ultimately i mean seven seven the guy's got 17 degrees He's like a doctor of everything, right? He Which says is hard he enough. does. He's, it's hard enough to believe. And and yeah. I mean, these are things that you can, I, I mean, I don't know. I really I mean, don't know. Let's be like, clear. Um, oh my God. What's his name? The, uh, the guy from uh, Pineapple Express. I don't know. Oh God. I'm blanking on his name. Not Seth Rogen, but the other a guy. A really funny guy. No way. Oh my God. It's going to drive me crazy now. Keep talking and I'll, I'll find it. So like, I just, it's everyone, you know, it's, this guy has made himself the villain of crypto, which is what I thought he was doing from the beginning. I thought he was totally making himself the villain. I thought that he was basically the joker. He was like, you know, why so serious? That sort of thing. And I thought that was really smart because Bitcoin doesn't really have one of those yet. It doesn't have somebody that everyone, for a while it was Roger Ver, but Roger Ver is not a very interesting bad guy. He's not that smart. He yeah. doesn't have, you know, he's not an evil genius. He's not like, and and Craig Wright has that thing where he talks as if he's smarter than you. He says he he's smarter like than you. He talks like a villain in a movie. He does. He is, his, even his accent is weird. It's like not yeah. Australian. It's not <laughs> European and it's not British. He like talks like he's got some weird affect, affectation, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> it's just the most bizarre thing. And everybody, you know, the, the, there's the famous video of Vitalik going, you're a fraud. You don't belong here. Like basically chewing him out while he's on stage. Yeah. While Craig Wright is on stage. And meanwhile, if you actually look at, if you actually listen to the things that Craig Wright says, the, at at first listen, he sounds like a fraud. He sounds like he's making up things as he talks about them. He sounds like he's talking gibberish, actually. Yeah. But but if you actually like stop and listen to him, okay, there's a way that he you 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 could make sense of out of what he's saying. Like when he I talks think, about, I I just think Daniel Krawitz has uh has used his uh. Dark Jedi mind trick on you. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is that Daniel is actually very smart, and he's very, he's very persuasive, and he uses logic in his in his arguments. Yes. So, so Daniel he, Krawitz was on our show a couple months ago, and he is a BSV guy, and he believes that Craig Wright is Satoshi. And so when he came on here, he was doing his best to convince us using logic why 
Craig is Satoshi and also why BSV is more important than BTC. Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to the scaling debate and that that Bitcoin should eventually have very large blocks or no blocks or one block or however you want to describe it. But that is a debate that we could be having and that we should be having actually. And the, I and, mean the funny thing is 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 BSV made this argument and and uh BCH Bitcoin Cash made the argument as well for larger blocks and the BTC people were adamant against it. And then what did the BTC people do? They created Lightning which in essence creates one gigantic block per transaction with thousands of transactions underneath it inside yeah, of it but which but is of just course, big yeah. blocks and it's it, just like what are you guys arguing for you created pretty much bch and bsv well yeah i mean i don't yeah i that's yeah <laughs> kind of kind of actually i mean because but that's the, what's all it is is that you know you close out the transaction a few months later and it's just one block with all these transactions on it. Now, let's talk. Let's talk about. I mean, we might as well stop and talk a little bit about this scaling debate thing because one of the reasons that you can't have larger blocks in Bitcoin is because it's a lot harder to host a node. You have to have a computer that's very powerful or has got a lot of space or a really fast internet connection in order to process that much information. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the reason you can't do it because then you give all of the power to the people who have the biggest and fastest machines. Yes. That's the problem with Bitcoin Cash or BSV. And that's one of the arguing points for BTC is that you've got to keep the block small. It keeps it more decentralized. But not really because their idea for Lightning Network just ends up being that. you got to have people who have enough BTC to be the, be the middleman, a.k.a. Right. the banker. Well. Yeah, so so but the that's the argument at least. That's the yeah. argument against the big blocks. Now now the 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 problem with keeping the block small is that that's basically you're using the cripple hammer on Bitcoin. You're basically keeping it weak. You're keeping it you're keeping it from growing and it needs help and it needs help from centralized organizations or it needs help from from a team of developers that are sort of in control and can and can change it and manipulate it. And that is part of the problem when you introduce off-chain solutions, which is what Lightning is. It allows, it's, it's giving control to um, a pretty small group of developers to what Michael said, basically make a larger block of transactions. So it's it's an interesting discussion to have, but that's not the thing that people are arguing about. No, people no. since the BTC to BCH split are arguing about identities and personalities and who talks like who talks the funniest and who has the most, you know, who's done the most jail time and like you know all these it's, ridiculous it's all, things. It's, just, it's so it's like junior high or high school. It's hysterical with nobody's actually talking about the real issue they're talking about you know so and so looked at my boyfriend and i'm gonna go beat her you know beat her up or whatever and it's just like what are you people talking about and oh but really of, fast to yeah. the the craig wright comment i was making about is james franco james oh. franco has quote unquote a master's degree from nyu even though he 
didn't show up to like pretty much any of the classes. Yeah. I, I think it's, maybe it's not, I yeah. think it's like photography or something like that, but like, that's the joke is that he pretty much just bought his master's degree and, you know, maybe if you're Craig Wright yeah. and you're a billionaire, you can do that too. Yeah. I did the same thing. I went to Stanford. I didn't go to any of my classes and I graduated. So <laughs> I'm proof. I'm proof. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, so this is, this is kind of fun and it's kind of ridiculous, but, um, one of the things that, and, and, and I, since I've become friends with Daniel, I've met a lot of people in his community and it's interesting to meet people in the sort of BSV world because a lot of them, one of the things about BSV, because there are bigger blocks, because it's a bigger chain or because it's meant to be a bigger chain. There's more you can do with it. I mean, you can technically build applications with it. You can technically program within it. Um, it's meant to be, quote unquote, touring complete. And I'm not sure if we really understand what that means or if anybody in crypto understands what that means. But I, I think people use it colloquial to mean, oh, you can kind of do anything with it. And so that's why it, it it harbors these communities of people wanting to do interesting things. It gets, it gets people excited. And that's something that in the Bitcoin maximalist world, we just don't see. We actually see a lot of people fighting over things. Oh, my God. Even inside the Bitcoin maximalist, even inside the Bitcoin yes. BTC community itself. Yes. Now, we, we had that one weird maximalist guy go up on stage a couple of weeks ago and say like, this is how you troll people and this is how we win. And this is, it's not about being better. It's about trolling them out of existence or something like that. And it was just like, what the, f what is this guy talking about? And, and, and people were holding that up as like, see, this is proof that they don't have the technology behind them. They're trying to win purely based on who can be a bigger bully or who could be a bigger asshole or who can win the popularity contest that it literally has nothing to do with the technology anymore. It's now all a superficial popularity contest. And we see this. I mean, we have, I feel like half the people in the space now are only, okay. Did you see, did you see the, the documentary on Netflix about um, the flat earthers? I didn't, but you talked about it, and it sounds interesting to me. Yeah, but, so yeah. just so like one of the last lines they ask, they ask the guy, or he he the one of the main guy who the flat earther is, he kind of says jokingly, he goes, "I'm so far deep at this point into believing it that even if yeah. I didn't believe it anymore, I couldn't because my entire life is wrapped up. Like this is how I make my money, this is how I pay my mortgage, these are all my friends. I have nothing without this." And I feel like that's most of the maximalists at this point. Like I feel like that's Peter at this point. He's built his entire podcast yeah, well, based on the premise of being a maximalist and, the, and supporting them. Like, could he actually walk away and become an Ethereum guy? Yeah, I think, you know, when talking about Peter from the What Bitcoin Did podcast, Peter McCormick, he actually gets a lot of heat from hardcore Bitcoin maximalists. I mean, because they all kind of hate each other, no matter what it seems. Yeah. yeah. But um, so I think the 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 argument for being a BTC troll, as far as I understand it, is is that people who are like that, who believe that you should bully people and troll people into being other Bitcoin maximalists, is you know these are the same people who hate all altcoins and they hate altcoin traders and they get really excited when altcoins go to zero. Yeah. Um, th these people believe that 
all of our energy needs to be devoted to Bitcoin because that's the fastest way to make Bitcoin go up in value. That's the fastest way to make Bitcoin take over fiat. It's like this belief that we all need to be on the same team. At least this is what I think. This is where it came from. And, and, uh, and, but to me, it's like, it's lost that when people don't, when, when people don't have that, that understanding and agreement and they're just out there to bully each other because they think it, that's what they're supposed to do. It's just, to me, it's a sad state of affairs because in a free market and, and this is like, so if anybody listens to the show for a while, they know that we're, we're pretty, I don't want to say socialist, but we are definitely um, welfare state type of individuals where, or at least I am like, I, I believe in welfare state for things that we need to survive, like healthcare and schools and yeah, water you and energy and electricity. And, I, and I'm all for the free market on things that we don't need, like cell phones. We don't need a cell phone to survive and let the best person win and duke it out. And I can always say, no, I don't need that. If I don't want it, I don't need it. I don't need it to survive, but I can't say no to water. So like I'm all for free market and I feel like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is a perfect example of how the free market needs to work because they're no longer defending their technology with technology. They're defending it with words and trying to browbeat people instead of proving that their technology is the best because it's not. It just flat out isn't. And 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 the response, the defense they 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 levy for BTC is it's the most decentralized, it's the most secure. Well, it's also the oldest. So if Nano, if Digibytes, if Ethereum, if any of these things had been were around for eleven years, who would who would hold up if they had as much adoption as BTC? And we're just as decentralized and just as secure at this point. Which technology would be would be better? And just like Netscape isn't around anymore, but the underlying value of it is with the internet, we have to ask ourselves: Is this really the best? And I think the reason why the banks have gotten involved in it is because to them they're like, oh, it's really slow. It's very easy to follow. It's very easy to track. It's not anonymous. We can convince, you know, it's, and it's really great way to send large amounts of money in between people all over the world at very, very slow speeds. So it's, it's somewhat secure. So I think that's why at this point they're like hedging their bets and like, oh, why wouldn't we have a ton of money in, in crypto and Bitcoin? So like I think that's what I get worried about is it's not a free market system anymore and the people who claim to love the free market are these all these bitcoiners like you know free market this and free market that and liber, you know libertarianism this and libertarianism that, but they don't want to actually live by the rules of the free market. It's like they almost don't understand what the free market is because they don't want to actually defend their technology. They don't want to stand behind the technology that they claim to is the best. And it's just a weird 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 situation. Uh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I mean, well, so I don't really consider myself a socialist, but I do believe in government. And I, one of the reasons that I love crypto is because it brings a solution to the idea of governance and a simplicity. It, it forces us to work together to decide what our money is going to be. And it has a free market 
aspect of it that allows us to choose which money we are going to use. So in a way, I believe that all of this fighting about which money is the best money is all kind of bullshit because or it's 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 fun bullshit it's 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 a great movie you know it's like it's <laughs> it's the wacky world of crypto and it's the reason that i pay attention to it and it's the reason that we have people on like kyle gibson and you know and the tether whisperer and like you know people who are just like <laughs> these wacky characters in this in this movie um yeah. but to me in the end and we've talked about this on the show the best money will win and we don't need to figure out which one it is right now. I mean, if we're investors and we really care about that, then then I'll I'll defer to my friend Daniel Krawitz, who says if you're going to invest in something, you should understand everything about it as much as possible. And 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 people in crypto are not doing that, and they no. don't want to do that. They no. would rather follow someone that they choose to be their thought leader. They want to choose the the person who has the best speech, the best, the, the biggest bullying tactic, the one, the person who can call out the most faults in other people. It seems to me it's kind of like that. They're turning and, it into, you know, uh, Manchester City versus Manchester United. And they're just yeah. they're picking their team blindly because their friend likes that team so, or their boyfriend or their girlfriend likes that team. And then they're just going to stick with it no matter what. Yeah, and it's like no but, matter if the if the team gets re- relegated, they're gonna still talk shit about all the other teams, and you're like, your your team's not even in the Premier League anymore. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, and I I might and, and you know if you're listening to this podcast and you're gonna continue listen to, listening to it, I hope that you take the skeptical view that we have, which is this is all kind of crazy, and like you should be really cautious of putting your money into anything that you know that that you don't understand and when you're relying on someone like fucking tone vase on youtube (laughs) who tells you that btc is the really valuable thing but honestly can't give you a straight answer as to why but then tells you it's gonna go to 2000 and then and then (laughs) where's a shirt that says don't trust verify you know (laughs) it's just like these these people and then also somebody who calls everyone else a scammer like you need to understand that 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 all, all of these trends, whether it's whether it's you know fucking uh, you know like fidget spinners or beanie babies or Bitcoin or whatever, creates all of these secondary and tertiary markets where people want your attention, and like they end up probably like podcasters like me and JJ. <laughs> exactly. Well, in, in yes, totally. We we are a part of that system. No, it's true. It's like, but we are also trying to hammer in the awareness of that system. You know, I feel like we have one sort of foot outside the crazy town and yes. and one foot inside <laughs> because um, you know, because people like Tone Vase are drinking their own Kool-Aid that they brewed themselves and like, you know, <laughs> I mean, Tone Vase came from Wall Street as a as an analyst, and then stepped into the wacky world of crypto and was like, "Oh yeah, you know, the temperature's kind of warm. I think I'll jump in with both feet and I'll be a loony, crazy, batshit, idiotic, 
YouTuber. You know, that's basically what he is. He's just a YouTuber. And that's yeah. that's what he wants is he wants your attention. Why does he say it's going to go to 2000? Because everyone will get upset at him and everyone will know his name. I mean, that's yeah. really, really why. So, and then, you know, and he doesn't care if he's wrong or not because it's all about views for him. He probably doesn't even own that much Bitcoin. He certainly seems to, he doesn't seem to live like a very rich person. I mean, he's, seems like he's always, he's always talking about how he's running out of money, right? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't <laughs> listen to the guy. Every time I, but every time I do like come across one of his videos or something like that, he's always in an airport. So I always thought he was rich. <laughs> Just because like, he's flying everywhere? But he's or always, maybe he lives in an airport. I don't he's, know. <laughs> he's, he's broken. He lives in an airport. It's the only place that he can shower is the public he's, restrooms. He's, he's Tom Hanks in that, in that oh, traveler yeah. movie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. I mean, he's, 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 He's probably in an airport because the only way that he can make money is by flying around the world <laughs> to do his own seminars where he basically scams people into coming uh, so that he can teach them how to trade and tell them that Bitcoin's going to go to 2000. So I don't know. Ask yourself, is that a scammer or not? I'm not going to say he is or isn't, but he's definitely an agent in what <laughs> he's, he's what Daniel Krawitz would call uh, a, um, a a monster in uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> nice, like, yeah. He, well, so he's I, a crypto I think, monster. I think you have to ask yourself: Is there's two types of people in the crypto space, or three types? There's the developers, there's the entertainers, and there's the people trying to sell you something. Oh, there's investors too, but I don't know those to where I, they fall. I I, 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 like to me, they're they're outside of that sphere, outside of the sphere, because they're they're the ones who are watching the inside bubble. And so those three are the people on the inside bubble. The investors are all on the outside deciding whether they want to buy in or not. And so there's devs who maybe you want to support a dev because they do good work and that's great. Send your money to them, donate your money to them. That's great. They're the entertainers like me and JJ, um, like Peter, like uh, Daniel Krawitz, who who makes some really interesting videos and and has some deep, deep... (laughs) talking points um (laughs) so and and you say do i want to donate my money to them because i enjoy the entertainment factor i i feel like i'm getting some laughs i feel like i'm learning a little bit you know whatever your time is money in this case too yes that's what it is whatever wherever your attention goes that's where your money goes yeah but then there's the people who are who are claiming to sell you something of value so jj knows i hate this word because we think of value in a different in different terms. I think of value in this, did I have fun? Yes, okay, that was worth my time. That was valuable to me. That was an, an hour I don't look back on and say, God, I wish I didn't do that. I just lost an hour of my life. And if you, and if you listen to our show and you finish and you're like, oh, that was funny. I don't I don't regret wasting an hour. I don't regret regret using an hour to listen to it. Then then I feel I gave value to somebody, whether they were entertained or they learned something or they were just killing time and they liked the sound of our voices. Whatever it is, to me, I feel like I gave you value. That but is there value, are people yes. who want to sell you information because they tell you it's going to make you rich. To me, those are usually snake oil salesmen when it comes to this kind of space. Oh, almost always. And almost if the, always. And if they're, whether they're right or the, I mean, they're never going to be, if they're right, it's, it's luck in, in I mean, it is, it is. Um, so I, I feel like there's one, like Andreas is one person whose books are actually teaching you about 
the technology. He's not teaching you about, he doesn't claim to be teaching you about economics like a certain quote unquote economist who blocked me on Twitter um, because I called him a charlatan. Uh, I mean, but I mean, and yeah, but Andreas, he does get a little political from time to time. So I think, I I don't think think he gets that way in his books though. His no, books, you're right. His books are not about politics. His books are just about yeah. technology and what it offers people. Like, what does decentralized? So. What does decentralization so. offer civilization? So I think he gets a little f- philosophical on certain I mean, points. His his videos, he definitely starts to get very very political. His books. I I just want to point out that his books are, they are transcribed from his lectures. So I think that a little bit of his tone comes out, but maybe it's omitted from his books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that he, that Andreas is. You're right. He 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 teaches the technology, but he teaches the implications of technology, and I think he's probably the best we've got. I'm really interested in this book that he's doing on the Lightning Network because Michael and I are very critical of the Lightning Network because we don't necessarily believe that it's going to save Bitcoin. Possible. We don't we don't believe that it's possible, and we don't think that it's going to that it's sustainable for it it just doesn't seem to make sense that you could lower the cost of transactions and still yeah it just doesn't, it just make, doesn't yeah something it is doesn't missing the, there. it doesn't pass the math test ultimately <laughs> but but the the thing is is that if this is where we end up following identities and personalities is because most of what andreas says i do agree with and believe in and i and the reason is, is because he backs it up with so many facts and logic and science and all this stuff. The math works out. So when Andreas believes that the Lightning Network actually could work, it's like it makes me want to go there and be like, all right, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. However, it doesn't pass my math test yet, so I'm going to wait for the book. And that's probably the way most of you should be thinking too. I don't Absolutely. like to tell I don't like to tell people how to think, but if it doesn't pass your own personal math test, Ask yourself if it's something that you should be spending money on. And if you don't know math, find somebody who does and ask their advice. Yes. It's the whole thing of like, (laughs) somebody that you trust. Somebody that doesn't, you know. Trust. Don't verify. Exactly. I'm sorry. No, it's true though. Find some, oh man, then we get back to that thing. I don't know what's It's just hard because, you know, some, like, some of my closest friends are... They don't. They don't necessarily disagree with me politically, but they disagree with me economically, and they do things that directly hurt me. But they don't fully understand how it directly hurts me, as somebody who isn't a millionaire. And I try to explain it to them, and they just don't get it because they've never been in that situation. And they see everybody else doing it and making money, and they say, "What's the harm?" Oh yeah, what's the harm in in renting out overpriced uh, real estate? Is that stuff like yeah. that you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's pretty pervasive. I recently moved to the Bay Area, and to see how technology rules this part of the world, and how and how how easy it is for people to forget that most people in this country like don't make enough money to feed a family. Like most people in this country have a real hard time finding work and like yeah it's it's one of those things where i think yeah and when they do find work have a very hard time paying rent yeah and Uh, feeding their family it's crazy we're still having a 15 dollar minimum wage debate 
Yeah. And we have, so like in San Francisco is a perfect example of you have a company like Uber that all the early investors got in really early, very cheap. And then as soon as the IPO launched, they all sold and dumped. And every single person who bought on the first day is negative. And they'll probably never get their money back. Yeah. Because Uber, after 10 years, still has never made a profit. Oh, ever. really? Huh. Okay. Never has so, never been profitable at any point. Speaking of existence. dumping, let's get back to the CSW thing. Because yes. what's going to happen yes. what, if, if, so if Craig Wright comes up with this half a million Bitcoins and pays it, not only will he be confirmed as Satoshi, but a lot of people will say, oh, he could have stolen those keys, right? We're get ready for that. <laughs> yes. But not only will he be confirmed as Satoshi, but they, and I, I actually picked this up from Crypto Daily today or yesterday when he said there's actually going to be a 20% tax on those that they will have to pay in cash. Maybe. Now, maybe, maybe. Of course. Because he, he died before... Yes, this it is where it gets. Price. This is where the math yeah. gets so fun for me. It's like because he died at a certain time when the value of Bitcoin was like five dollars. That means that either the amount that that the amount of tax that needs to be paid it will be a lot lower because it'll be before like a capital gains tax increase and all that, yeah. um, or. Yeah, I, I mean that's 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 going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But now here you brought you brought yes, a, a different my, point. Here's my my question, and I kind of don't want to bring this up too much. But okay. if if uh, if he has to if he does owe him the five the five hundred thousand bitcoins, technically he should also owe him the 500,000 Bitcoin cash coins as well as the BSV coins. Yes. And nobody's talking about That was crazy when you this. said that. I was like, whoa, mind, mind blown because and that's, I mean, talk about a payday. So here's an awesome theory. And one of the three things that if it turns out that, that Craig Wright, <laughs> if he pulls this off, this will be the biggest evil mastermind thing I've ever seen in crypto. And not only that, but he will be confirmed as Satoshi. He will have given over the majority of the Bitcoins that he owns to be dumped on the market while he maintains his BSVs, which will increase in value. He can dump his own Bitcoin cash coins. Which well, why mean, okay so why would his why would his BTC get dumped on the market? Well, if he because just transferred it to them. He, so he has to transfer it to them. They have to pay twenty percent, which will put a put a dump on maybe Bitcoin. maybe they may have but, to pay twenty percent of right. the five dollars. But right, but let's let's say that they have to pay twenty twenty percent of the value now. Okay. This means that the value of Bitcoin will go way down. Craig Wright will have still have his BSV, which will shoot up because he will be confirmed as Satoshi. Everyone will want to get in on that. And and the other thing that Craig Wright says is he says that there is a fatal flaw that will become evident in BTC by the end of this year. Now, who knows what fatal flaw he's Maybe talking about. Maybe that's the fatal flaw. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was thinking this is the fucking fatal flaw. This because is Because his... they would have to sell, oh shit, they would have to sell 100,000 Bitcoin to cover that 20%. Yeah. 100,000 Bitcoin. 100,000 Bitcoin that would, flooding the market. That would dump, like everybody would sell, that would cause such a major sell-off. And the amount of 
of BSV, the, the value of BSV would shoot through the roof and he would, he would step into the world as the richest man ever in a matter oh, of seconds God. and be confirmed as the creator of Bitcoin and have control over, I mean, he would have, he, he, he Enchain would have control over all of the mining as well. So not only would he be the creator of the most disruptive technology ever, but he would own the most of it, the most control over it, and just have everyone by the balls. And if that happens, I'm just going to step back and go, well done. <laughs> you know, well done, CS. Because <laughs> as an evil mastermind, what better way to wreak havoc on the world than to get you know, 2% of the world's, because it's about like 1% to 2% now of the world's population. Maybe not. Somebody's mm -hmm. like 1%. But most of Wall Street now is starting to get, I don't want to say heavily invested, but putting anywhere from like 1% to 5% of their portfolios. Some some are going 100%. Like some new, new hedge funds are going 100% into crypto. And then turning around and just tanking all of it and destroying Wall Street more or less. Because if yeah. you lost that much value in, in the course of a week, Wall Street would just collapse. It would create the recession that everyone is afraid of, probably. Yeah. And That's... it would But the thing is, is what would what's what's his escape from that? I mean, he must have a plan to save everyone then. I mean, because that's the next thing an evil mastermind would do. He'd be like, "Ah, the world is ending, but I have the, I have, I have the keys to the spaceship that's going to Mars." You know, maybe, and, maybe and, he just wants to watch it all burn. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I think one of the at I mean, least he's in, such an asshole. He is it, such an asshole. But in in my version of this movie, there's a happy ending, and it's where. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hold where, on, hold on. I'm the one telling the story. This is my movie. It's gonna have a happy ending. <laughs> it's, this is in my in my in my crypto movie. This has a happy ending where it turns out that Craig Wright is not the villain actually. That the villain is somebody else. He was else the good and, guy all yeah. along. <laughs> Tone, Tone Bays is actually the villain of this story. <laughs> and, um, and uh, yeah, no, I can just imagine him being like, yeah, you guys were all wrong. I just had to prove that to you now. <laughs> I could have done it a year ago by moving one Bitcoin from the original one, but I wanted to do all this havoc instead. No, no, no. <laughs> I wanted to perform the biggest magic trick of all time. And here are my 17 diplomas, by the way. <laughs> and, Maybe uh, this is his way of destroying the capitalist Wall Street society that controls the world. Yeah, I mean, so so and one that's of his the, ultimate goal. One of the reasons that we love to hate him is because he loves to talk about how much smarter he is than everyone, how much more money he has than everyone, and yeah. how much he doesn't really care what you think of him. This yeah. is one of the things all the time. Is like people love to go heckle him at his talks. And one of the things he says is, I don't care if you don't believe me. I don't care if you heckle me because it's not going to change one thing. So go ahead, bring on the hate. You're, all you're going to do is waste your own breath and waste your own time. Nothing is going to change. You want to know who else says that? Who? Flat earthers. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. We like, right. we like to tie Maybe up stories right. like that on, on Keyword Crypto. We like to bring it all back full circle. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty. It's really you have to admit it's pretty fun. And oh, it, it's and, a, it's it's 
I mean, it's juicy, juicy drama. And if you're on Twitter, the drama is even is 10 times better. You know, so one it, of the things I want to say this, that I despise the animosity in crypto. Oh, I God, really yeah. hate it. And and because of that, because and um, one of the reasons that I was so open to to this, you know, BSV community is because I saw that how much hate there was for it. So I was like, I want to know what this is about. Why why does everyone hate this? And when I actually kind of joined that community, I realized that it's actually kind of wonderful. I actually like what people are doing. I like that they like what I'm doing. I like that everybody seems to be sharing. And this yeah. idea that and and the other one of the other things that is pervasive in in BSV and we are we are actually talking about doing a a series on BSV that is both critical and explanatory about what it is because yeah. we think that it's very misunderstood and while we don't believe in it as necessarily as the next thing that's going to take over fiat and it's going to be the next bitcoin or that craig wright is satoshi we don't necessarily believe any of those things but we do believe that everything in crypto has a fair shot to be talked about that's one of the things that michael and i agree on and it's one of the reasons that we started this podcast so, so well, i also i also wanted to say is you you made a really good point a few weeks ago when we were talking is that a lot of developers have been secretly moving over to bsv yeah there's more to develop but another, th like the thing that really gets me, and I don't like this, is that the BSV community is really about people getting paid for the work that they do. I mean, there's sites like Streamanity or uh, Twitch, where basically you have to pay to get the content that you want. And it's a very nominal, I mean, it's a very small amount. It's like two cents, five cents to actually watch a video. It's something very affordable for most people. We but have a couple does, of videos up there if you want to watch. Yes. And and what that does is it is it it separates the, the content creators, the consumers, the creators, and the advertisers. It means that there doesn't have to be advertising. The content can be made direct can be made directly for the consumers. Yeah. But what I don't like is when these BTC maximalists say everybody who is a supporter of BSV, every BSV shill is getting paid in BSV. Well, it's like, no shit. That's the way the system works. <laughs> like, technically, I'm a BSV shill because... That's how the that's whole it. BTC economy was supposed to work. Yeah, that's <laughs> People how People were everything. supposed to get paid in BTC, that's, but that's not happening. I hate to say it, but that's fucking Satoshi's vision right there, you know? It's like, so it's like, uh, to me, I really love what they're doing. I really love that people are building new applications. I really love that there's a new, a new version of Twitter that is, I mean, it's ass backwards in a lot of ways, but I think it's shaking things up and people are asking questions. It is. Has Twitch even launched? It is. It, I, it's, it's not any place. I mean, it's, it's really just kind of for memes and it's pretty dumb, but, okay. um, but it's, it's <laughs> I mean, so far, but I'm sure, I'm sure Twitter Honesty. Was, you get that from keyword crypto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Twitter was probably pretty dumb when it first started. In fact, it was, I, I yeah. think, I think I tried to join and I was like, yeah, this is not worth my time, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where network effects takes hold and then you actually have something that people use. Well, right now it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, and they also did that thing where they made the door at the, uh, the, at the club really long. So everyone was like, oh, what's Twitch? Like, I want to get oh, into yeah. that. You know, th they did that thing, which was, you know, a marketing, marketing yeah. ploy. But, you know, 
things are being built, things are happening, and I think that's cool. I wish we saw more of that in BTC and less of people hating on each other, day traders talking about how they suck, uh, just the trolls, and just I wish we saw less of that. Anyway. Yeah, and I, and I feel like there needs to be a different way of I don't I just I'm not a fan like to me the internet's supposed to be open and free, and I like the idea of being able to get information for free because I think that's been one of the most egalitarian changes in our society in the history of our society. Absolutely. So there's, so there's yeah. got to be a way to charge people for content, but in a way where it doesn't stop people from having the ability to learn if they don't have money. And that's my only concern about BSV. Sure, it's only like two cents here and there, but you know, for somebody in East Africa or the Congo, you know, whatever, it, that's... That might be prohibitive, That's yes. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, that starts to add up if you watch five videos in a day. That's their income for the day or something. Like, you know, if they're living on $2 a day total... You don't yeah. want to spend 25 cents on watching some stupid fucking cat videos. So it's like, where, where is, yeah, where's the true. line? Yeah. Well, if you're Craig Wright, you have more money than their entire country, right? Exactly. <laughs> God, he's such a douche. Uh, it just makes it more interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a good place to end. All right. Yes. That was a good, a good show. All right, everybody. <laughs> see you next week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and, all that good stuff. Yeah. At if you want to help, crypto. And if you want to help JJ pay rent now in super expensive San Francisco, please maybe a donation would be nice, you know, but yes. whatever. Just if you, just if you think it's valuable enough for you, if, if it gave you value. <laughs> yes. Did we provide value in your life? Was that 46 minutes worth your time? <laughs> Check the box for yes. I heard that the other day on the street in San Francisco. I heard two people walking by. One person said, it's not worth our time to care. (laughs) I don't know what they were talking about. Maybe they were talking about something inane, but like, I just like, man, what a San Francisco conversation right there. (laughs) Keyword crypto. It's not worth our time to care about you. (laughs) And with that, we're out. (laughs) 